Good morning, welcome to the spiritual travels of a firewolf. It has been a minute, and as you can hear, my voice might go in and out. I am so grateful for this episode today, and um, I wanted to just check in. Hope everybody's doing well. My name is Christy. This is a show about spirituality. It kind of can go any which way, and um, I know we started Venus Retrograde this past weekend on the 19th of December. If you are listening back, then maybe you had a Venus Retrograde message come through. I believe everything is medicine for us, or healing for us, or if you watch a tarot card reading that was meant for July, but you're watching it in December, for example, that's just your guides or your conscious piece of you being like, oh, you need this message. So um, I might do a New Year's episode. I haven't decided. Uh, one of the biggest decisions I made over the last three weeks is to do what makes me feel good because I've been pretty sick. So, I am deciding what healthy means when it comes to connection, social media, podcasting, performing, my work schedule, all of the above. And so, I don't know what that's going to mean for anything and um, I'm really really pumped for the astrology this week because it is a challenge but it is the last call the culmination of the year the crescendo of the year it couldn't be more literal and I'm so grateful to have Kristen Bailey aka Lady of the Lamps join me on today's episode to really help decipher through these transits because I love it. Astrology is super literal. I mean, last year, I believe we had a full moon on Halloween. Like, astrology really is such a beautiful tool to use for so many different things. And uh, Kristen, my friend, uh, is an amazing reader. And her and I have been kind of following the great conjunctions and now, you know, 2021 Saturn year in a square. So welcome to part three with our final perfect square. It doesn't mean the squares are gone. The squares are here to stay for a little bit. And then we have some more stuff down the road. But I give you an episode. Merry holidays. Happy New Year. If I don't record a New Year's episode and enjoy. Kristen! Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, because these ones can't find mine. <laughs> and these ones, I think, got washed. So. Oh, I hate when that happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> how are you 
I'm doing good and I'll definitely edit out like this part I just um want to check in yeah. um there's a I mean I was looking at the transits this whole week and I started writing them down and I was like holy shit like this is this is huge yeah this is like um to me and I've heard this other places and it and I I feel this and I I really have felt like this entire year has been like the year of reconciliation like with ourselves and um, our mission and our path and all the things inside you know and we've been really like I feel like I've been out of my body for like two years you know in a way but um, this is where it all comes together and then we've got all these other aspects just blowing it out of the water like the shit is on fire right now but yeah. it's good if you it, choose to look at it that way. <laughs> it is good. And I, okay, I, I know that we're going in and we're going to talk about Saturn square Uranus, but is there anything that you're, you're feeling that kind of needs to be channeled or anything energy-wise that um, we should note going in? Um. Not really. I feel pretty good. You know, um, I was outside raking leaves and just being outside, which is really good. Um, but I have felt this turbulence and it's, it's not necessarily like it's negative or anything, but I feel a change um, for sure. There's going to be some major things like earth energy. Then we had all the earthquakes today. It's we've been having a lot. I've noticed it's crazy, and he and you sent me Mr. MB three three three, and he said I guess there was earthquakes in what, like Kentucky. Yeah, those are fracking, and that's the other thing that, like, we all need to remember. We have earthquakes all the time, all over the world, essentially, and there's hot spots, and but you know a lot of the fracking is causing a lot of these lower grade earthquakes and mining blasts. I mean, earth is constantly shifting, but it's the patterns that I've noticed. And, um, over the years, it's just kind of my thing. I like to look at that stuff, but I just really feel like, um, Uranus has a lot to do with that too. Yeah, Uranus is well you sent me the article. So okay. Da, 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 da. Welcome <laughs> to the spiritual travels of Firewolf. I'm so excited that I have <laughs> I, <laughs> it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back because I have a voice now to speak. Yay. And <laughs> I am with the lovely and amazing and talented Lady of the Lamps, Kristen Bailey. Can I use your full name today? Yeah, of course. Yay! Hey. And we're here. We're here. We're I'm here. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> we made it to the la- well, last two weeks of 2021. The biggest ones. <laughs> and it's crazy. I wrote this as a note just to be like, Kristen, it's almost like this these last two weeks, especially this week, but even I went into the early part of January just looking at the transits. Mm-hmm. It's like we have 
it's like when you I want I watched White Christmas yesterday, so it's like <laughs> how they like top the movie off with the song and then they end the movie and it's just I like to call it was it's kind of gay tastic to be going on. Oh I'm sh- I haven't watched it in years, but honestly I watched the Christmas story yesterday with my son, like for the first time and I don't even remember. Like it's like I had to rewatch it. The one that you know, the Christmas story with the leg lamp. Absolutely. <laughs> my gr- my grandpa loved that movie. I loved it. I really did. It's a cute movie. It is. I haven't really been feeling much in the Christmas spirit lately, to be quite honest with you. But you know, um, I realize we just gotta be in the moment right now. There's so much going on that these are the little things that really matter. And those are the things that we need to really remember right now, especially and stay grounded. So I'm glad I did that. (laughs) And I, um, and keep me on track. And, and also Kristen is amazing. And I just want to say, I am having a little bit of just, um, if my brain goes out, I apologize. So let me know if I repeat anything. Oh, it's all good. Um, I will. But I feel like <clears throat> this year, 2021, so 2020, we were given the assign. We, we were given the assignment of the great conjunctions. Um, and then 2021, we have the assignment of the direct Saturn Uranus squares. And I feel like, and and let me know how you feel as well, but (laughs) this year is defined. We had eclipses. We have eclipses every year. Um, We have retro, a bunch of retrogrades. Mercury goes retrogrades. Uh, Saturn, Pluto, outer planets go retrograde about once or twice, depending on the year. Yeah. Um, But we culminated 2021 with... A Venus retrograde. In Capricorn, no less. With Pluto. And it's like, holy. And I'm looking at this upcoming week and next week and the transits. And it's like, holy shit. Like, we're going to have a Mercury, Venus, Pluto conjunction on the last, like, two, three days of the year. Like I said, it's the year of reconciliation. But it's also integration of all the deep, deep stuff. It's like literally the the great purge in order to ascend, if you ask me. But, you know, we got to let go of all this stuff that's been weighing us down in order to fly, right? Yeah. And you know what? I do have hope for next year. I do. I do. Too. It's a six-year universally because this, this has also been a five-year five is the change it's super restless um chaos conflict um but also creativity too so there's not it's not all negative at all change is good but we've been really really feeling it and six will be a nice relief yeah and one of the most feared numbers for some reason is six because it's associated with carnal stuff but 
as you've said on many a podcast here, six is the number of karma mm-hmm. in, in the cards of destiny. And in, in numerology is the number of Venus, which it's is also love. the number. It's also peace. You know, the six of heart, which is Christmas day is the peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. It just, it's all it is, is just the balancing of the scales. Karma is no good, no bad. It's just the balance of these things. You know what I mean? Yep. And you. And stasis, too. Interesting. Victory. I think it's an auspicious year. 2022, 222, and we have 222, 2022, which is our Pluto, the United States Pluto return. Mm -hmm. And also remember, 22 is the number of the builder. You know, it's foundation, it's duality. um, It's, I just really feel like um, it's going to be a big year because when the, I was going to ask you about this. So when the Saturn Uranus, all these squares and conjunctions, these aspects, this is going to be over in 2033, right? Well, te- so, te- so the square the cycle. Is, yeah. The square itself, it sort of phases out in 2023, but I honestly, and I think other astrologers would agree, you know, this is sticking around with us until 2025, mainly until, Uranus enters Gemini, right. and, th- and then we have conjunctions in the 2030. So that's what I was saying. 2033 is the is the cycle of the last conjunction. Yes, of the okay. the next upcoming, and there. So I sent an article prior, just because I have not. I've been. It takes a lot of research to kind of go through Uranian cycles. And mm-hmm. um, there's an amazing article out um, by Jessica Davidson, and I'll link in the show notes, um, the Saturn-Uranus cycle archetypes in history. So um, she wrote this in April, on April 6th of 2020. So this article you can look up on Google or, you know, cite it. Um, but she actually went historically through all of the Saturn conjunctions, oppositions, and squares, kind of citing historically what went on with each one, which it's such a beautiful article. But if we were going to link it to modern time or link it to now, you know, here we are with COVID. We had the great conjunctions. Now we have the Saturn-Uranus squares of like, are we in lockdown or are we not? And the last one to reference was 99-2000 with the... Um, Y2K. Uh, yep. And that was a big old, you know, what did she say? It was a bug. <laughs> it was a bug. <laughs> a timing <laughs> bug. Yeah. But I just find it interesting that year 22 is the builder and then 2033, which 33 is the master it's like the embodiment so these are all the stress points and all of the shifts that have to occur uh in order to go into the new phase of being 
you know, these changes don't take place overnight, but it's just so crazy how it all corresponds with the planets. And it's like we started, so I wanted to ask you a reflection of how it personally resonated in your life and how you feel. So February, so the, the dates of these exact squares were February 17th of this year, Mm -hmm. June 14th of this year. And now we're having our final of the exact squares on Christmas Eve, which I find I love it when astrology is legit, just literal. Right. <laughs> it's just so oh. literal. It's like, oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> totally. So for me, um, this entire year has been, oh my gosh. I feel like the last two, three years have been such a ride internally, you know, just processing so much stuff and just the cycles I've been in in my life with my family, my place in the world, my job, um, how the things that have gone on externally have caused these things to change. And what do I want to do and be at this point? And I feel like I'm not alone in this. There's so many people that are going through what I'm going through. Um, and just the different experiences I've had spiritually and, uh, I mean, just different events. And it's been a good year on a lot of levels, but there's definitely been challenges. It's been a ride. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and for those listening that are new to astrology, this is kind of like a part three. I've done a couple parts. I um, was doing Tarot Card Tuesday, and I realized that the Tarot Card Tuesday was kind of reflecting time, and I felt like it would be a disservice because Saturn, you're in a square. To me, if I were to categorize these Tarot Cards, it would be the Devil Tarot Card and the Tower, Mm. and so I started calling it the Devil's Tower. just as like a reference to what this actually is the devil's tower you know where that is right isn't it one of the in wyoming wyoming ah my son went there last year my dad yeah devil he, i have pictures of it the devil's tower in yeah. wyoming well maybe you should have done it on saturday instead of tuesday yeah it's true and I, I'm going to reframe how I do podcasts. Um, and I, I think so in that, in that sort of vibe, (laughs) you know, Saturn's Mm -hmm. restriction, Saturn's growth, Saturn is Kronos, the God of time. Saturn gets a terrible rap in the conspiracy or whatever community, uh, because of certain other things related to like military ops and stuff like that. But in, in astrology, Saturn is actually quite beautiful. The father, um, the teacher. Yep. Yeah. All those um, things. Growth, maturity. Karma. Um, 
karma, but karma being like, how have you conducted your life? And I'm, I mean, I've been faced with my own karmic um, mistakes this whole year. I've had to really reframe a lot um, based on like sudden, and that's Uranus, sudden mm-hmm. changes, unexpected shit that goes down, you know? Right. Things you can't control. I think we all have. You know, this is the reconciliation with ourselves and our life. And that's Saturn too. And it's interesting because, you know, Venus retrograde is in the sign of Capricorn being Saturn's home sign. Saturn is co-ruled between Aquarius and Capricorn. Mm Mm-hmm. And here we are, you know, we have Uranus in the sign of Taurus, which is Venusian ruled. Saturn in the sign of Aquarius, which is co-ruled by Saturn and Uranus. So we have kind of like this cookie, like it's almost like, here, let's put the icing on this gingerbread human. And let's put the, you know, it's like. Here, I'll wear a green sock and a red sock while the other, you know, it's like that kind of stuff. (laughs) Right. What house has this been transiting for you? This is between my first, second, and um, fourth house. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. And then for me, it's been my 12th and 5th. So self-love and spirituality and finding love mm-hmm. and changes regard and also your little ones. Yeah. It's been a journey. I mean, I think I like the meaning of a square itself is, is like catalyst energy. It clashes, but it creates almost like a, like a block in the road to teach you a lesson you know would you say that absolutely it's like something you didn't learn before whether it be in this life or a past life or your or if it's like in your natal chart it's it's something that you're what would you say like on the natal chart it's something that you're going to continually have to learn because you didn't learn it before but if you're just transiting these aspects it's just like a, a reminder in a way. Yeah, in a lot of ways too, it's like a wake up and smell the coffee moment. Right. It's like these energies are crosswired to create this force of change. And for those also who are out there, if you know your natal chart and you look at the houses, if you look at the aspects that Saturn and Uranus make, we also have some really, really, and I want to also kind of get into the transits of this week because you know here we are saturday we have a full moon in gemini then on sunday (laughs) you know based on eastern standard time um then on sunday venus goes retrograde and as you brought up which i completely overlooked and for or forgot about either way um Chiron went direct on Sunday in the sign of Aries, mm. um, which thank you for reminding. <laughs> thank you for telling, yeah. um, because 
not only, you know, Venus goes retrograde from the 19th until the 29th of January. So 19th of December, 29th of January, and fully leaves the shadow on the 1st of March in 2022. So we have a long stretch of Venus in Capricorn retrograde. Yeah. Um, which, how do you feel about this transit? Um, you know, I'm... I got that Sagittarius rising, so I'm going to try to be an optimist no matter what. (laughs) But I really feel like it's an opportunity to evaluate, like, the types of relationships we want in our life, the relationships that are in our life, like, how we want to be loved, how we want to love, how we look at all these things, and really being able to look at it objectively because of that Capricorn logic. Um, but I think obviously for some people, it's going to hit them a little harder than others. So I think there is definitely going to be changes in people's lives with relationships and, um, new ways of, it's almost like, um, the realizations of a lot of things people have gotten, out of the clouds because we've been in this air energy you know this nodal gemini that we've been in and even like the sagittarius but just getting back grounded and getting back to earth to realize is this what makes us happy in our life like really what does and there might be a really um a really big wake-up call for some people might be a rude awakening on some levels. Well, Capricorn is a financial sign. Mm -hmm. It is the sign of your physical body, which girl, I've been sick for the last three weeks and I've got a lot of Capricorn in my chart. So, you know, Venus is about how do you treat your body? Yeah. Health. I mean, it's the spade. So it is work and health and our values and, and really a lot of logic and looking at things pragmatically and objectively to plan, you know, cause there's been all this fire energy of, of the desire to do things, but then this earth energy is like, how are we going to do it? the practicality right let's make it real let's figure this out let's get this done and interesting enough so this episode and it wasn't even planned this way it just happened this way but you know (laughs) nothing is uh, (laughs) um, yeah accidental um so tomorrow or today i think this episode will be going out um on the winter solstice. solstice yes And the other thing I wanted to mention, um, now that we're talking about the solstice, I really feel like the cardinal signs are going to be the most affected, you know, um, with a lot of these transits, but really the solstice and how we move forward. So I think there's a lot to look forward to. I welcome this change. Yeah, me too. It's like time, you know, (laughs) it be time. (laughs) Really. Um, so it's debatable. Oh, and the other thing that I, so I checked the transits because 
I have been under a rock. I feel like I've lost a month of my life. And from that month, I have had to regather my energy. But I was looking at the ephemeris. And also tomorrow, Ceres or Ceres Mm -hmm. goes retrograde, the asteroid of health and nurturing. Mm. Interesting enough, this asteroid will be going retrograde starting at zero degrees Gemini or 30 degrees Taurus, depends on how you view it. And within, so it's debatable based on the nodal transits. Some articles are stating that the North Node will be entering Taurus on the 22nd of December, and other article articles are discussing that it will also be on the 24th, the same day as the Saturn Uranus square. So, you know, what's going to happen is Ceres retrograde is going as the node leaves Gemini and enters Taurus at 29 degrees Taurus is going to have a conjunction with Ceres retrograde. Um, so we're going to have a North Node conjunct Ceres, the asteroid of nurturing. And health and the and- body. And um, oh my gosh, that's interesting. On the on I I swear to you, I feel like Christmas Eve, there is going to be an energy. I don't want to speculate or make predictions, but there is going to be um we're gonna feel this. We are we will feel this. And um it's also a seven of heart day with the seven of diamonds as a planetary ruling card, and I wanted to mention that as well. Or excuse me, nine, nine of spade, nine of spade. My bad. So the 24th is a seven of hearts. Is that like gathering? Um, so the 25th, it's about um, peace and love. Right. Spiritual love is um, the seven of heart. And it's really, it's not as much sacrifice, like as say, like the jack of hearts, but there is a, an element of sacrifice because it's, I mean, there is a lot of sacrifice to spiritual love. There's yes, things sir. you have to give up. And so it's interesting that it is within nine of spades, which is the universal life card. But it's also that's to me is kind of like the death card in a way, because it's the end. It's a completion of a cycle. Um, with the nine of spades being that it is the universal life card so this should be interesting there's definitely going to be a major energy with this day and and not necessarily like the day but what comes after the day and what's been coming toward the day because i know we have all felt this we had the full moon there's all these other aspects this week i really feel like this week sums up the entire year yep absolutely and brings it all to a close. What all have we learned? Um, there's so much to really unpack with this year and, and the year before. But I don't know about you. It's really kind of been going on for me since like the end of 2018. In tw- into 2019. Like I've felt these really major changes in terms of what I want, like my trajectory in life, what I really want to do with my life. What about you? 
Well, I also think so. We're both cardinal signs, mm-hmm. so we've had it like hammered into us because you know, 2018, 2019, the eclipses were in, so the North Node was moving through the sign of Cancer. Yep, that's when and- it changed for me. And Pluto has been making Pluto's taking Pluto's time in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, you had let's see, twenty. What year was that? Twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, 2019. Saturn was moving through Capricorn, so you were having like a Pluto opposition along with a Saturn opposition along with the nodes meaning the eclipses are right there with you yeah oh boy getting it all (laughs) that was like second eighth house stuff too those were right on those nodes and and a Capricorn rules my second house I don't have any planets but that's my second house so yeah I've definitely felt those changes I will say, you know, I really like these transits of the North Node and Taurus, South Node and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think we do need this flush or purge as you speak, you know. Yeah. Um, and I do think a lot of, you know, if we were to look at Joe Biden's chart, you know, he's getting a <laughs> South Node directly on his son and I do think that whatever happens on with this final Saturn Uranus square I I'm going to make a prediction here I might be wrong I think he is done I yeah I would agree by April I think he's got for sure six to eight months left in office yep Well, then what happens after that? <laughs> well, he, I mean, I was I was thinking ahead about 2024. We have another great American eclipse, which, you know, doesn't mean it's not an eclipse happening anywhere else. It just it's the second eclipse since 2017 that is bringing us to totality. Oh, that's right. And this one goes southwest to northeast. The last one went northwest to southeast. Um, and interesting enough, you know, I mean, Austin, I'm in Texas right now, and mm-hmm. Austin, Dallas, and um, San Antonio are all three in the path of totality. And e- and all of big tech is moving from literally moving from the northwest down to this to basically they're moving right into the path of totality. So like Facebook's down here, aka the metaverse, right? Um, <laughs> Tesla, fucking uh, somebody a chip factory. I don't know if it was Samsung, but they're all moving along this line. So. My thought was somebody in big tech has an astrologer. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. I mean, the Reagans had an astrologer. I mean, (laughs) yeah, there's definitely 
somebody that knows something for sure about that. Absolutely. There's no, there's no coincidences, but I do find it interesting there. Uh, the weather recently with the tornadoes in December and uh, the totality path with the eclipses and that also. Yeah, they just had a big one in the Midwest, big series of tornadoes. Um, there are, as you said, earthquakes I've been watching Sky Phenomenon videos lately. Oh, my gosh. You know, I really do think, like I said before, with the earthquakes, there's always going to be patterns. It's always going on. But we've seen um, a swarm. Well, there's been one kind of – there's been a lot of activity off the Oregon coast for some time now, you know, lower grade. But there was one at the coast of California just today, 6.2, but that was right at – where the it is right where it hits the San Andreas fault. There's two plates that connect right there. And so that's just interesting, the tension and that's a square, you know, that's, that's a square energy right there, but you're honest, we may see some seismic activity. And it's interesting. Also uh, 2004, we had the huge tsunami. It was the day after Christmas in Indonesia you know, um, I don't know what the planetary alignments were at that day and time, but it seems like this time of year there there's things that happen like that, unfortunately, every so often. Let's see if they reference this. December 26, 2004, time is 7.59 a.m. in Sumatra, Indonesia. And the chart for that is, let's see who's up, Pluto opposite the moon. The Mm. moon being at 28 degrees of Gemini opposition to Pluto at 22 Sag, a Venus-Mercury conjunction in Sagittarius, Mm. Um, Mars was at, or Mars is at zero, Sag. Okay. Are we squaring anybody squaring? Technically a Saturn-Mars squared by technicality, not by sign. North node, zero degrees, Taurus. Oh, that's the Earth. Um, And I wanted to mention, too, with the Pluto... Uh, how we've had so much over the last, you know, six months. I mean, really for a while, but this year, La Palma. And I I really feel like that has a connection to Pluto. Most definitely is the volcanic activity. I truly think that too. And you know what I was, I haven't studied this in a long time, but there is a camp of astrology called Uranian astrology, which are based on hypo- hypothetical planetary points. Mm-hmm. And um, they, the hypothetical planetary sort of midpoints um, are named after God. So it's like Poseidon, Vulcanus, Hades. Right. 
Um, and if these points get hit, generally the, there's like Vulcanus, for example, would be like volcano activity. Now, I, I'm sure if we go into that, and it takes a lot of research to look at Uranian astrology, um, we would probably see some seismic activity there as well. Um, I'm also interested because Neptune actually was in Aquarius during the tsunami of 2004. Oh, um, and that's... Mm. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, it's it, it kind of is weird because, you know, Aquarius is technology. And it was trying Jupiter. Jupiter is in Libra. And I do, you know, for those listening, and anybody can argue me um, at all. Anybody can argue with me and say, no, you're wrong. But I, I do think a lot of it, I have a joke I, I told on stage that, you know, when Elon Musk turned on the ice machine, all of Texas went to hell. And I do think that there, you know, could be more information out there and along the way about weather control. Yeah, geoengineering all day long. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to discount a sextile, the sun was sextile Uranus that day. Hmm. And Uranus was in Pisces. Ooh. That's interesting. I was going to ask you about a specific day, and it's um, March 11th, 2011, and it's the Fukushima disaster. That's that huge earthquake in Japan. Because, I because that was after a square. Because wasn't there squares in like 20, 2008 to 2010? Let's look at. Um, if there is a chart online, is there a chart? There is a chart. Let me see if I can log into it. And here we go. The sun was in Pisces. Yeah, there is a Saturn-Pluto square. Mm -hmm. Sun, um, 20 degrees Pisces. Uh, let's see, where's the moon? The moon moved through, the moon was at um, zero degrees Gemini at the time, so kind of just went void, was in kind of a still position before, which I think is very interesting because... A tsunami. Yeah, that that ocean goes that Yeah. Yes. Um, Ooh, it just put chills up my legs. And then, um, let's see, Uranus... Was Uranus? Uranus was about to enter Aries. hadn't quite entered Aries at that time, but mm. was about to enter Aries. And then there's um, a Mercury. Where are you, Jupiter? Well, let's see. Mars was in Pisces. Not quite conjunct the sun, but we had a lot of planets kind of because Neptune was also 
just about to enter Pisces and Uranus was just about to enter Aries. That all speaks to water. You know, and disaster in a sense. Pisces. You know, just the chaos and the. um, Yeah, I mean, I really think there's definitely a connection between all things. We know this, but it's very cool to be able to map this out and notice these patterns. Interesting enough, the ascendant of this chart, which is Fukushima, Friday, March 11th, 2011. um, The ascendant is at 27 degrees Leo, which is the same um, general degree. It's, It's A, the degree of the fixed star Regulus, which is about technically fame and ego. Mm-hmm. as well as um, the degree of the eclipse that was in 2017, which was at 27 degrees Leo, which brought in the election of Donald Trump. Yeah. So it's that similar energy of like finding it's a chaotic sort of culminating energy yes. in many ways. At the end, well, it's the end of Leo. So the closer you get to the end, the more chaotic it gets of any sign. It's the um, the intensity, but also the urgency. And one thing I also want to note is that twenty nine degrees in astrology is called the aneuretic degree. So the the full culmination of the sign itself is all being held within that degree. So it's very, very potent. It's very, very ripe at those degrees. And the fact that we had two planets, you know, Neptune at 29 Aquarius and uh, Uranus at 29 Pisces. We also had the node of fate at 20, what is it? 28 degrees of Sag. So everybody was kind of in this, I would say if I were to look at this chart, like say this was a person with a kid and they're like, hey, what do I do? You know, what? Wh- how would you sum up my child, right? Or how would mm-hmm. you sum up my chart? I would say there's a lot of sage energy here. There's a lot of knowledge here. Um, but there's also a lot of anger here because there's a lot of planets in Aries. And in this particular case, um, Pluto was at 7 degrees Aries and Jupiter was at 10 degrees Aries. Now, they're not crazy square, but they are square. Mm -hmm. And that's somebody who, you know, Jupiter is generally the gift. There's a gift or there's a gift here. Um, But the gift is in the violence in this particular case. It's also the expansion. So it's going to amplify as well. It definitely was. Tsunami energy. (laughs) So crazy. Oh my gosh. So um, the winter solstice 
is tomorrow, which is exciting. And the 24th is the real big day. 24th is a big, big day. Christmas Eve. But it's also a day of spiritual love, you know. So I will choose to see the positive and use it as an opportunity, whatever comes my way. (laughs) Well, it's like we have this big energy. And then I looked in So the week after, we have the last quarter moon in Libra, which is I like that very harmonious energy. Um, for the sign of Libra, I do find it very stabilizing. Mm-hmm. Um, the 28th, we have a gift. Jupiter, the sign of expansion, as you, as you stated, gifts, um, spiritual spirituality, love, that sort of optimistic planet of gratitude Joy, enters, yeah. yep, enters Pisces. Yay. And that's going to be a really beautiful gift at the end of the year. And then the 29th through about the 30th to about the end of the the year. So like 30th, 31st, we end with the Mercury, Venus, Pluto conjunction energy. On the 30th, you say? Well, the, the 29th is technically, so it's like the planets are within like a degree or two apart. So mm-hmm. pr- I'm going to range it between the 29th and the 31st. Okay. It's going to go out with a bang, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do. I ex- can't wait. Girl, I expect to hear some news, but in the next week and a half. Um, the beauty of 2022 is the 2nd of January, Mercury enters Aquarius and we have a new moon in Capricorn, which I think yeah. is so nice. It's like, thank you. And, yep. and Jupiter is in Pisces, which is going to be very nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, despite the whole Venus in retrograde, I think that's really going to be kind of a stabilizing factor in order for us to get real about where we're headed and what we want to create in our life because you know like Capricorn I think it's a bad rap because obviously it's ruled by Saturn and you know there's there's that pushy energy that that you know what I'm saying with Capricorn but we forget that you know Capricorn's like the sea goat it actually is the realm bridger it's it has the ability to dream, but also manifest. Capricorn is what makes it real. Material. Right. So I look forward to that. I do too. And the fact that, you know, the North Node is entering fellow Earth, earthly sign of Taurus, and they're going to be in a harmonious position. I like you know, I like this pass of Venus retrograde. There's like, as you stated, that it is a reconciliation or yeah, we reconcile. Mm-hmm. But I, I also feel like it's going to be helpful for women or the divine feminine, however that's interpreted. Yeah. Because 
last year we have the great conjunction and it was like the fall of the patriarchy and now we're seeing you know the little crumbles of the bricks fall off the foundation of the house might be still up but there's definitely falling you know it's like an old war home or right. an old stone war home that's crumbling down and now Venus has her say, and she's more mature than she was last year. Most definitely. Um, may I ask, because I, I think they cut off the recording at 60 minutes. Um, how are you feeling cards-wise? I, I think I've, I hear you shuffling yeah, cards. Yeah, I've just been sitting here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there like a single sum card for this upcoming, pin, or excuse me, square? Square? Let me see here. Let's see. I'm just going, I've been shuffling. So let me pull one and see what I've got. Uh, page of Swords, Three of Swords, Eight of Cups in Reverse. So I really feel like the energy is almost like a tower in a way. It's like the crumbling to build. You know, maybe that was more 2020, but, you know, really finally walking away from that. So all of the things that don't serve us and um, turning that around into creating what we really, truly desire. This is the year. So the Page of Swords, Three of Swords, Eight of Cups. Mm -hmm. In reverse. In reverse. So that's the retrograde. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's a lot of us that, that we know what's good for us, but we won't do it. Or we, that's always, it's like this war within ourselves of what we know we ultimately want, but we can't give up those things or we feel like we can't give up those things that continually cause us heartbreak and those people and the situations, whatever it is, however it plays out in the life of a person. But it's really coming to the place where really thinking about what it is we really want. What are we going to have to give up? That's the message. Can I ask a political question to the cards? Sure. Um, I don't know how to put this into words, but over the next, this week, next week, and the week after, is there any political something going on? <laughs> All right, let me shuffle these. Let's see, I've got Page of Swords again. What the heck? I shuffled. The Hermit and the Star. Oh, that's interesting. It's Page of Swords, the Hermit, the Star. So we're dealing with Aquarius, obviously. And we're dealing with... Oh, we're dealing with Sag. Mm. It's a message. But it's also nine. It's the card. It's the Wisdom. You know, oh man, but 17, the number 17 is like 
the number of eternal life force. Like it's good luck. It's really great power, but it's also Aquarius. So uh, to me, I think that when Aquarius season hits, we'll know more. I wonder if part of it, because um, there have been more increases. Let me get a clarifier. Let me get a clarifier here. Three of Swords. King of Pentacles in reverse. The Emperor in reverse. Damn. Okay, and underneath the deck, I've got the Lovers in reverse. I think some things are going to change here pretty quick come Aquarius season, which is February. Well, that three of swords and the page of swords they really want to talk yep. <laughs> today. dang the king of pentacles in reversed so and the emperor in reversed since things are going to get turned upside down when it comes to the politics because literally the king of pentacles that's the money card but that's also like that's the patriarchy card, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. That's like the Capricorn businessman card. And the emperor is the leader. It's the foundation that's upside down. So maybe economic news. Well... I say by Aquarius season, there's definitely going to be some things that are shifting. And that's also coincides with the Pluto return as well. Yep. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So I was listening to a Pluto, um, Pluto return sort of talk with Marianne Williamson. Um, and Shani Nicholas, Shani mm-hmm. Nicholas, because um, I just I was like on a Pluto kick because <laughs> Pluto been active, um, <laughs> and a huge like as you said, um, one one thing that Marianne and she's also a Cancer. Oh, with, is she? Yeah, she's a Cancer with I think a, a Gemini rising. Interesting. And a, and a Capricorn moon. Okay. And she, her whole platform when she debated was based on reparations. That was her presidential, one of her main points was that we need to repay all of the people who were enslaved um, and indigenous rights. Mm-hmm. And the Pluto return, I mean, is based on the the Declaration of Independence, and also, you know, the Civil War. So I do wonder if there was like based on the Treaty of the Declaration of Independence, and based on because when I lived in Maryland, 
I would go to Gettysburg frequently for some reason. Really? It, yeah. I always, it's like one of my bucket lists. I've never been and I want, I've always wanted to go. Like it's places called me since I was a kid. Telling it would, me what. It calls to you. Like those battlefields and the unfortunate part is like right off the battlefield, they have like a KFC. It's so disgusting. Oh. It's so disgusting. Oh. But when you're on the battlefield, you feel the vortex. You feel whatever happened there. You feel it. And my friend Nikki, you know Nikki. Oh, yeah. Um, her and I and an, an ex of mine were coming back from a comedy show in Gettysburg. And we had the most trippy. We were not on anything. We were just coming back from the show. We got so lost, we ended up going through a whole other part of Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. We went through the battlefields at night. It was so, like, it was, like, almost like we drove out of time and space. And then the next day, where I lived at the time was off of a Civil War trail that took Lincoln's body back to Illinois. And um, that next day... And there were, there's a bunch of other things going on in the area that I lived in. Like, they had a Scottish imported castle in the middle of Maryland for no reason. That was with all those fucking Mason dudes. Oh, my um, God. The quarry in the area has half of the lime that is used on the bottom half of the Washington Monument, which in, in my, and I believe is sigil magic, but. I do, too. Um, that whole road, it was a highway, completely flooded because an underground spring uh, popped up. Oh, my gosh. It was like we went through some sort of, like, land of the lost time portal. That is so crazy. It but it's not. I mean, I totally <laughs> believe you. I could – I mean, you got to think about all the energy and then remember – you know, ley lines, and they've tried to disprove ley lines and things. But if you look at the um, the layout of Washington, D.C. itself and the design that it makes to all the different all over the main roads and into this to the monuments and things, that's there's no coincidence in that either. You and know think about all the power that it puts out based on that design to the outlying areas. Well, you sent the map to me mm -hmm. and you, I mean, those, and, and I forget, I think you can just Google like ley lines, but it's crazy because there's Native American mounds in those ley lines. Mm -hmm. There's battlefields. Like, it's almost like whoever mapped that shit out, like knew. And it's like, who the fuck knows this stuff? Right. I don't believe in coincidence. I mean, there is a grand design to everything. And uh, there's just, it's so cool to be able to research and find this information and be able to, to look at it objectively and, and say, oh my gosh, I mean, this is all connected and, and you can see the patterns in it. I mean, there's, it's going on all the time. Yeah, girl. How you feeling? Good. Good. How are you feeling? How's your voice? I've been drinking green tea this whole time. Good. I feel energetic and over-talkative. Good. 
chatty. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm excited uh, for the end of the year. I feel like this is the rush of energy that we're going to need uh, to propel us into next year. Cause next year is going to be big. There's going to be a lot of changes for the good. Um, maybe not so much for some than others, but you know, we're all individuals going through our own experience, but we're all, we're all here you know, witnessing everybody else's journey. And, and it's pretty amazing. Like what we've been able to endure, what we think we can endure. I mean, it, it's been almost two years since the pandemic, if you could even believe that. It's nuts. It's like, and I really feel like this is going to go on for, you know, six, five, six more. Ah, uh, you think so? Yeah, I think based on the astrology, I'm following the the path of Uranus into the presidential election. So I think they're gonna hit it hard for 2024 for the u.s um for the world uh you know if we and it looks like we can go past past an hour so that's good um it looks like nothing's counting me down um but you know there's things like the world economic forum um you know the the spars all the things that are coming out about um event 201 things like that um i think it's going to be kind of this battle in the news between you know even more heavily now between like was this made was this you know evolutionary what do you think about the unveiling of other life forms Oh man, I forgot. So Uranus is outer space and definitely aliens and alien, all, all things UFO. And, and you've been sending me these videos about fleets of They're ships. They're coming. They're coming. Oh. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, they've been here since the beginning, you know, whatever. Who knows? But um, it's just getting more and more frequent and there's no way to deny it. Like you can't like, they just need to let the cat out of the bag. It's already been out, you know, (laughs) so I think there's definitely going to be some developments with that because um, the other thing I was thinking about was, it was interesting. It was this morning with the Phoenix lights in 90, Oh, I know what it was because I, I told you that I feel like we're living in Mars attacks. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I mean, not with all like the attacking part without all the Tim Burton, but you know, in that whole, that whole wave of, of understanding that, Hey, we're not the only ones here. I mean, we're really not, we know this, but um, I find it interesting that that movie came out literally 25 years ago it was christmas of 96 and the following spring three months later the phoenix lights incident occurred it doesn't have a a chart unfortunately it was march 9th 1997 in phoenix arizona and it covered people for a 250 mile radius of Phoenix, Arizona, saw it within the path, you know. 
it was going like 35 miles an hour or it was traveling something like that. But um, it's just really interesting. I wonder where Uranus was and it was in Pisces. We were in Pisces March 9th. That was an ace of spades day. Nonetheless, but um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, 97, Uranus would have still been, yeah, Uranus would have still been in, um, let's see, 97, I have, I would have to go through an ephemeris, unfortunately, my brain is not, um, let's see, 1997, see where we go in. Here we go. Where are you, Uranus? All right. So, at the time of the Phoenix Lights, Uranus, again, at a culmination point, or no, sorry, I'm looking over at Neptune. Uranus was in Aquarius. Neptune mm. was at 29 degrees Capricorn. Interesting. The North Node was at 28 degrees Virgo. Um, on the day we were in Pisces season. It was 19 see. degrees. I found a, yeah, 19 degrees Pisces. Midheaven was in 19 degrees Gemini. Even the ascendant was so a lot of Virgo there, um, but yeah, that is interesting that Uranus was at seven degrees Aquarius, and Jupiter was at ten degrees Aquarius. So they were trailing each other. Mm -hmm. And we had that Pluto at five, Sag. Yeah. I feel like it's a bunch of that Aquarian energy coming back. Yep. And, you know, just to be honest, like, it's not that I'm some huge UFO buff, but there has just been so much of this stuff lately that I'm just waiting, like, for the mothership to show up. <laughs> like, between the clouds and just the sightings and... And people are home now, so they're seeing stuff more than ever because they're not stuck in an office all day, you know, and especially last year with quarantine going on and whatnot. But um, I just really feel like there's going to be an unveiling. Well, we've had declassified documents that have proven UFOs. I do think there's going to be something in Texas um, I do but too. <laughs> we do have Starlink, so yeah, New but... Mexico, Arizona. Uh, I mean, it's where it's always been. There is a Stargate in the American Southwest, whether people want to believe it or not. There's definitely, well, Sedona's down there. There's so many energy vortexes, but there's something even bigger than that. And even the Mexican government has never really uh, shot down sightings as you know and try to say it was a weather balloon or or flares or whatever you know like i just feel like a lot of other countries embrace it 
whereas ours just completely denies it. Yeah, that's part of that whole Saturn patriarch thing. Like, keep everything in control. You right? know, like, right? it's us that's in control. It's like, nah, brah. <laughs> nah, brah. No, the universe. That's what the universe is in control. So that's what we have to remember. And Miss Kristen, I just wanted to say thank you so much. I know there's a Pluto moon opposition as we record. And I know... You know, it's a lot of energy. So I just want to say thank you so much for just spending time with me. And oh, thank you. And also, Kristen, you are the favorite guest of the, this podcast. <laughs> you and Elisa. And it's, um, I just wanted to thank you so much because you are a gift and I know we're heading into 2022 supporting each other. I don't know if we should talk about our what class we're taking or not yet. We we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it a little closer to the time. Yeah. It's like I'm I have been you and I have been on this like astrology journey through the great conjunctions through these Uranus Saturn squares and thank you for spending time on this podcast and I hope that everybody listens get a gets a reading from Kristen. <laughs> thank you. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry happy Christmas holidays. everyone. <laughs> yes, and happy 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 new year if I don't record another podcast before the new year. <laughs> Yay, happy 2022 everybody. I'll take care. Bye. Bye.